These are Extra Breaths, coming to you straight from the lungs of me, William Marler. In episode 7 of Straight From The Lungs, we spoke about how people with cystic fibrosis sometimes need to go into hospital for a couple of weeks to have IV antibiotics. So I'm 24 and I've been in hospital nine times. And usually it's about once a year, but in 2012 and 2015, it was actually twice in those years. I remember my very first hospital stay when I was almost 12 years old. I was in year seven at school. I'd actually done a pretty good job of staying out of hospital for those 12 years. Normally with cystic fibrosis, you need to go into hospital at a much younger age. I was very lucky to have avoided it until that point. But I think for that reason, actually, it made the whole experience even more scary. I remember leading up to it and a couple of days before going in, or it might have been the day before, I was at a swimming lesson and I was obviously distracted because of what I knew was coming in the next couple of days. I did about four lengths and then halfway down the pool I just stopped and burst out crying because I was just so terrified and so nervous about going into hospital. And then I went home and my mum and dad helped me feel better. And then actually going in, having the lime put in, which is the thing that delivers IV antibiotics into the body, that was really terrifying because I'd never had anything quite as invasive before. I'd had blood tests all my life, but I'd never had an operation, anything like that. So I lied down on the bed and I was aware that they were going to give Entonox. I'd never had Entonox before. It's a drug that's often given to women that are giving birth to ease the pain. And lied down on the bed and immediately tried to get off the bed because I was so scared and I just wanted to run away. But everyone sort of got a hold of me and got me back on the bed and helped me calm down. Had the Entonox, which, oh my God, is absolutely amazing. I've never done drugs before, but this is the closest I think I've ever been to being high. It makes you feel floaty. It makes all your vision sort of blurred, but not in a really scary way, in a sort of hazy way. just makes everything feel lighter. Your whole body tingles. I remember my mum and dad told me this story. They were in Australia and New Zealand for a year travelling. And when mum was there, she's a neonatal nurse. So um, when she was there, she helped her mother out there give birth. They went to get the Entonox, as is the normal procedure, and it had all gone empty because one of the other nurses had just had the whole lot because clearly it was so addictive. I was on the bed, I was having the line put in, and there was a moment when, because the vision was blurry and because I was probably a little bit out of it, and probably because I was also being a bit mischievous, I said to mum and the nurse Amanda that was there at the time, I can't really see you, I, I, I can't, where are you? And they were terrified because they just they thought something was going wrong where my vision was actually being properly affected or I was blacking out or something. I scared them <laughs> quite a bit, which mum will remind me about whenever I bring up my first hospital visit. I got the line put in, got settled into my room. And I remember that night I had my first shower with the line put in. And having a shower when you've got that in your arm is quite a difficult process because you need to put cling film all around it. You need to try and not get it wet at all. And yeah, it's a bit frustrating. So that was difficult anyway. But then the shower itself wasn't staying hot. So there was a point when it was absolutely freezing cold on me and I sort of yelped so loud that someone in the reception, another CF patient that was there on the ward at the time, thought that someone was being stabbed, you know, because it was such a loud shriek. But then once the shower got settled and everything, mum was helping me have a shower. And again, I just burst out crying because I was just felt so upset about having to be in. However, one of the things that made this whole process much smoother in the days following was my mum and dad bought me every single day a new present. So I had that to look forward to, going to bed at night and then waking up in the morning. What would today's present be? 
I remember one of them was a memory stick, a USB stick, for one gigabyte, which at the time felt like the world of storage. You know, there were, oh, I'm never going to be able to fill this up. This is, this is going to be everything. I think it probably lasts me about a year and then ended up being too small. And after that, I bought a 250 gigabyte hard drive or something ridiculous. But yeah, I remember one gigabyte was just everything, you know. But one of the other things that made it so much easier was every single day I got a card from my grandma, who's unfortunately no longer with us, and also cards and letters from Cherry and Grandpa. Now, you may remember Cherry from the diagnosis episode. Unfortunately, since recording that, she has also since passed away. So not only at the time were these letters and cards really helpful and comforting, but now it's got two people's handwriting in them stored forever that aren't with us anymore. I've got a whole pile of these cards that I've kept. One of the things that Helen, my form tutor, did was to help keep me in contact with the form group. So she would send me an email every day of progress report of what's going on when I'm away. And she got everyone to make me a big card with all their photos on it. And I still have that as well. Having those sort of things sent to me really helped me feel much better when I was away. But now they're artefacts that I've kept and not just typed out like cold memories of texts or something, but actual handwriting. You know, my grandma and Cherry and everyone else that sent me these cards, you know, they held these cards. They held a pen to then write in them. And it's only from them because it's their specific handwriting that's inside. And there's a lot of things that, unfortunately, because my grandma passed away about nine years ago, there's a lot of things about her that I'm slowly forgetting, which is horrible, but it's just unfortunately how it is sometimes when we lose someone. Just little things about them, just, you know, the way they smell or their little habits or whatever it is. But handwriting is personal to them as an individual. You know, there's seven billion people in the world, but only they will write in that specific way. As a record of people that meant a lot and will continue to mean a lot, they are really wonderful. And I've said this before, but my family are one of the reasons that I feel so lucky with my CF because I've always found support from my family, whether that's my parents helping me when I was a kid, do my treatments and everything, or whether that's support from afar, sending letters to me when I was in hospital and just making sure I knew that I wasn't alone and just grandma's little bits at the end of her card saying that she was thinking of me all the time. And I probably heard more from grandma and Cherry and grandpa in that two weeks than I usually did within a whole year because we live quite far apart from each other. We only ever saw each other probably about two or three times a year anyway. And it's also quite personal to me as well. Like they only sent me these cards. It's, it's a direct connection. Grandma was a grandma to seven people. But these cards signed from gran uh, only to me. They're mine. They're a unique connection that I have with her that no one else shares. Similarly with Cherry and Grandpa, they have three grandchildren and only I got to experience this unique connection with them. So if you have a child that's going into hospital for the first time with cystic fibrosis, one of the ways that you can make that process so much smoother, so much easier, is not just material things, buying them presents every day like my mum and dad did, but just making them aware that they are still connected to everyone else. Hospitals are really isolating place anyway, so to feel like actually there's still a connection with my grandparents or my parents or my brother, my friends from school, even if they don't actually physically visit me, having that connection can make the whole two weeks feel so much better because it feels like, you know, we're in this together. We're no longer alone in this. 
And especially because with CF and infection control within the CF community, we have to have individual rooms. So there's no way that we can really communicate with any other patients on the ward. So it's so isolating sometimes. But these sort of little gestures, I think, can really change how someone experiences a hospital visit, especially at a young age. Hospital is episode 7 of Straight From The Lungs, which you can listen to at our website, lungspodcast.co.uk.